Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show. Uh, what do we say, y'all? It has been a rough few months, more certainly a rough few weeks. We are a world that is in unrest, that is in turmoil, that is in transition. Um, I want to start off by publicly apologizing to Miss Kian Hervey. I mispronounced her name in my show opening last week. I called her Kiana twice. Um, and I want to say I'm sorry. I know her name is Kian and we all have our names. And, and it's important that me, number one, know who's on the show. So I did. And I messed up. So I want to apologize for that. And I want you guys to listen to the show if you haven't, because, you know, it's so amazing how oh God and in, in this, this, the great I am works. Kian and I recorded that show months ago and I come, I plan our schedule months in advance. So it's already scheduled. Guests already notified when their shows will air. And I felt like her show was right on time. And I don't know who else could have done that, but the great I am. So I'm so thankful. If you haven't listened to the show, listen to it. She's a Harvard educated, SMU educated, strong woman who is out here creating a space and helping people get a leg up uh, through her magazine publication, 40 magazine. So go back and listen to that. But before, you know, this show that you're about to listen to is is with Lauren, Lauren Palmer, who is another person who I think this show is right on time. And she is the founder of The Art of Living Beautifully. She's a woman who's taken it upon herself to make sure that she highlights and she includes different cultures. And that's her that's her brand. And, and living beautifully, we have to find and use our resources. But, you know, so much has happened in the last few weeks, in the last few months. And I am going to be honest with y'all. I literally, today's the first day I haven't cried. And the day is not over. Um, I had to unplug for social media. This is my second day not really scrolling through. It was for the first time in my life affecting my mental health. Um, it was just very painful. And I felt so overwhelmed. I felt helpless. I started to get to a point to where I was feeling like there was nothing I could do and no one cared uh, because I was seeing the ignorant comments, more ignorant comments, more people not doing anything. And I'm not going to say that you have to post. There have been plenty of injustices that happened that I haven't posted because I just didn't know what to say. So I'm cutting some leniency there. It was the folks who were responding in ignorance and saying derogatory things or taking trying to not take the time to think about the words that are coming out that was so frustrating to me and then seeing so many black people uh chastising other black people about having a problem with people not properly doing research before they post and just because your friends who are not black make a post and say they're standing with you doesn't mean that we should be in and the amen corner and thank you for posting and without saying hey say their name or say this or say that everybody has a right to feel how they want to feel and 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 i and that's left and right side of the fence that's how you feel thank you for letting me know i don't want to be associated with you and i think the battle that i was having is i have worked so hard for my mental health and worked so hard to watch what i consume because I know the power of seeing negative things over and over. I know what what society and media can do to desensitize certain things uh, and make it the norm. And I did not want to attract more violence. I did not want to attract more ignorance or more hate. And the more I consumed it, the more angry I began to become. So I began to meditate very strongly. And I just said, and manifest. I'm a huge manifester. I decided that my manifestations for that time had to be about the world I want to live in. I wanted to manifest the world where I never got another phone call about anyone I loved or knew uh, being hurt or harmed because of the color of their skin. I wanted to manifest 
more people around who were willing to have tough conversations. I wanted to manifest more companies, youth putting their dollars where their mouths and their posts are. And I've been going strong on that. And that's something I can control. And it started to make me feel better because I, again, that shifted the content that I saw, that shifted what came into my my stratosphere. Um, And then I began to look at, okay, Amira, now that, you know, what can you do? What can you do with your reach? We all, I believe, have to kind of take that, that, that avenue because we can't control the masses. We don't own the media companies. We don't own the social media outlets. But what we do own is ourselves and our thoughts. And we can reach our loved ones. We can reach our children. If you're an educator, you can reach those people in your classroom. And with that being said, I have decided to use my reach and pour into the people who I can touch and continue to share information and speak up and reach out. There are a number of companies that emailed me things that I felt could use some help and I emailed them back and I've got great responses from them. I've had conversations because of this. I've met new people because of this. I am not by any means trying to become the educator of ignorance, all the ignorant, but if we don't, if we don't have those conversations, with the people who feel that they're comfortable enough to ask us about them when we're ready because I'm not trying to educate people when I'm crying on the floor. I'm not trying to educate people when it's when I'm losing and when I have a loss. But when we're ready, we can have the conversations, we can create the content, we can have the events and we can keep it moving and we cannot stop. That's what we can't do is we just can't stop. So now that they've arrested the four additional officers, we need to work on finding justice for Brianna. <sighs> There's still no arrest, no charges, still horrible injustice. Today would have been, when I'm recording this, today would have been her 27th birthday. She went to bed not knowing that she wasn't going to wake up. She didn't know people were going to come into her home and murder her while she slept. So the fight is 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 important it's not over we cannot be satisfied arrest does not mean conviction and as you hear today's episode and i talk with lauren palmer the founder of the art of living beautifully i want you to check out her website and it just so happened before all this happened she did a whole issue on color she is i'm gonna say she's a texas non-black woman a white woman who saw a problem and knew this way before and started having the tough conversations, started charging her friends with why aren't you, you know, doing what's right by black people? Why aren't you letting them sit at the table? This conversation was recorded months ago. So I want to shine a light on it. I want you to listen. I want you to check out her site. I want you to know that there are people who were thinking this was a problem before it was on main media, before this new rage and this new wave of, I won't say new rage, forgive me y'all, that was a mistake, new wave of wokeness, and I'm using air quotes, before it was quote unquote on trend again, we, she knew we live with it every day. And I want you to listen and I want you to share and I want you to reach out because I'm here and I'm listening and I want us all to use our voice, everybody who we can reach. And so listen to today's episode and please give me feedback because that's what I'm here for. And if you know something we can do collectively, I am all ears. Check it out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show, man. You know, all of us who are moms out there have had those moments where we have these delusions of grandeur before we have these babies, right? We are going to be this kind of mom. We're going to be this kind of pregnant. And we're still going to tap into our friends, our life, and all the fabulousness that is us before these babies are birthed. And then guess what? Reality hits. And you become, I won't say your mother, which is not bad, <laughs> but you become a person who probably gives those kids a little bit too much of your time. And it is hard to navigate those waters as to how much of me do I show to this kid and show to myself and how much of this kid should really become my front and center. And our guest today had that 
that moment, right? Where she realized that, guess what? Um, they're not going to need me forever. So I better figure out what I want to do. But before you get to hear from all about that journey and what magnificence she created from that one idea, I want you to do me a favor and remember that this episode is here for you. So if you love it, you like it. And if you like the one you heard before this or the one you hear after you need to share it, share it on your favorite social media platform. We're on all of them. Tag us so I can give you a proper Texas thank you because that's what it's all about. Now, guys, I alluded to it a little bit because I fell victim to that. I wanted to be, I don't know what kind of mom I wanted to be, just a good one, right? I'm not going to put it in a box, but I wanted to be a good one. And I, I definitely battled with, okay, she's here. I got the hang of this. Now what? So our guest today, Miss Lauren Palmer, who is the genius be and behind the media company, The Art of Living Beautifully. Now, how fab is that? Like, who wants to, living, number one, we all want to do that, but I want to do it well. I want to be fabulous. I want to do it like those people I see in the magazines. And she, I think, I like to think of her as the Martha Stewart of McKinney, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I will treasure those words for the rest of my life, Samira. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Hey, you're headed that way. I don't know. I'm telling you, girl, I see you. I see you. I see what you're doing. I see what you're curating. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm, I am beyond excited to be on Brunch and Slay today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so, you're so welcome. So let's go back to the beginning. So I, I told I told my version of your story <laughs> and, and how this idea came to pass, but talk, take me back there. Take me back to the idea and the birth of it. Sure. Well, um, I grew up in McKinney. I, I'm, I'm one of the few people that actually stays around where they were born. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of us, uh, I'm, I'm one of the oldest millennials. So I'm 30, I'm 37. And um, like the kind of that uh, group of us, our parents moved from the city to the suburbs and then their offspring ended up leaving the suburbs and wanting to go back to the city. Amen. But I'm one that stayed, I'm, I stayed around McKinney and uh, not because I wanted to, but because my beloved set up his company here. So I came back to McKinney and set up house and I was 24 years old and had babies pretty pretty soon after we got married uh, two years two to three years in I had my first and I have two boys that are now 10 and 8 and when it, I honestly thought once I had kids that I would just want to stay home and be their mom and focus on my family that's that was my mother's dream my mom always had to work because we needed two incomes uh, to live, and, but she always wished that she could just stay home and take care of her family. And so I, I just adopted that as my own. Um, I guess being an impressionable young one, <laughs> I I thought that's what I wanted to do until I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that sentiment. And, Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, and not that, I mean, I'm in, I'm in madly in love with my children. I absolutely love that I'm a mother and that I have them as mine to raise. Uh, but what I didn't do right when they were little was I did not invest any moment of my day in feeding my own soul. Every moment was about them partially because they're tiny they needed it you know that it right. takes a lot to keep another human alive let alone raise really strong men you know mm -hmm. I, I like I said I have two boys and I need I need to be raising outstanding men Ooh, say uh, that again yes. yeah I mean, <laughs> we need more of them yes we need some really really uh, strong men in this world. And so uh, not only was I keeping two humans alive, but I was also trying to raise really high quality ones. And uh, so that takes a lot of energy and a lot of time, but it should not take every amount of time out of your day. I really do not believe it's healthy for one human to devote every waking moment to the well-being of another human that takes us out of being human and makes us into a robot. And that's where I 
messed up. I just put everything I did into them and didn't put anything into myself. And I got really unhappy. I lost myself and real, I got into bed one night and I said to my husband, literally the only thoughts that entered my mind today were about the boys. That's all, that's all I thought about the entire day. And that was so disturbing to me that I hadn't, I hadn't had any other consideration, especially anything to help myself be fulfilled. Um, because I'm going to say this and a lot of women may not agree or they might feel disturbed by this, but it's okay if mothering doesn't feed your soul completely. That's an, that's okay. If you feel that way, because we are humans beyond, beyond mothers, you know? I'm, yeah. And I, and I can relate to that because I stayed at home with my daughter for almost four years mm -hmm. and I did all every mommy and me thing that you can think of from yoga to play dates. And I remember being in some of those areas and I'm sure you can relate to this, especially living in McKinney. And this is no offense guys. Um, when the mothers who, I guess I, I want to say the mean girls of mommyhood, right? Those <laughs> Right. Sure. The, 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 the carbon copy. I don't want to say step for wives because I will not disrespect any woman by saying that. But when you talk about aspirations and it's like, you don't want to just be, or you want to do something else. And you feel shamed by saying yeah. that, uh, yes, I do like working and mm -hmm. I enjoy doing something other than having snack time and, you know, wearing my yoga pants as much as I love them. Uh, I kind of want to be jazzy sometimes, you know, and I understand that. What was that like for you, especially out in that world? And, and, and you're trying to, you got an idea and you realize that you got to do something and you, you start to do this transition. What was that like for you? Because I'm sure there's some people who haven't figured out who not to tell about those dreams yet, you know? Well, I felt incredibly uncomfortable. So I started, I started writing because I love to write. I've been an avid writer and journaler my entire life. And I thought, well, I'm, I don't know if I can go get a job where I only can work, you know, the days that my kids are in mother's day out for a few hours and no weekends. And if they're sick, I can't come in. Like, I didn't know what job existed that would hire me uh, with such kind of demands on the schedule. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll just kind of start doing my own thing. I'll start writing. I'll start a blog. And the thought of asking people to read my stuff terrified me. It, it's, it, it's, that was very unnatural for me to put myself out there. And that was a very big uh, leap, a big puddle to jump across for me. Once I did, I, there was really no looking back, but that initial like, asking people to like, I felt like that's what I was doing, asking people to like me. <laughs> please like my articles, please read right. my things. And that felt so strange to me. But now I get it. Now I realize that every person is born with specific gifts and the world needs your gifts to be magnified and shared. That is, that is the point of humans, I think, mm. to share what we're good at. And maybe it'll resonate with millions of people. Maybe it'll resonate with 10 people. It doesn't matter. Those 10 people or those millions of people need it. And not everyone wants, like, has the desire to share what they have with a huge amount of people. And that's fine too. But I do think as humans, we are all gifted. Every every last one of us. There's not some humans made to be spectacular and some to be mediocre. No, every I agree a hundred percent. And I, and I, and I think, I love that you said that you felt like you were asking people to like what you're doing. And I think here's the thing, people like you and me, you had that calling on your spirit. You knew that you were supposed to share it from the beginning. You knew that you were supposed to, there's something like, it's like a, something that says, this is not enough. This is not enough. This is not enough. And it's just that, okay, who's going to judge first, right? It's kind of like, you know, people are going to judge yeah. even if they don't share it. Who's going to judge first? And then mm -hmm. become, that you find that sweet spot that you're talking about where you don't care anymore. It's like, you exactly. do it enough. Yeah, you do it exactly. enough and you don't care. Yeah. 
And people that are farther along in their career, uh, people that are in the arena, people that are entrepreneurial, they don't judge you. It's people that aren't as far along because they don't, because they don't get it. And that's okay. You know, like they, hopefully they will. But if you're not in the arena, if you're not putting yourself out there, your opinion has no importance on me. Like I don't, I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate because you're not out there. So you know, whatever you can think, whatever you want, but that really has no bearing on, on me. It doesn't, it really doesn't apply to me. I love that you say that because I, two things came from that immediately to me is that number one, this is why we surround ourselves around people who are where we want to be. Amen. Yes. 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 And if then you number young, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, no, no. It's I all something to say after that. Yes. Yes. See, this is what I'm talking about. But the, the other thing is this quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but in the justice says, you know, it's real easy for people in the arena to judge the gladiators as they're fighting and say what technique they should have done. But the real, the object of the story, and I'm going to really brunch and slay this is shut the hell up. If you're not in there fighting every day, getting whipped, crying in a closet because you only got 17 likes or nobody reshared or whatever the case may be. And you're sleeping, your babies are asking you when you're going to get off the computer because you know, whatever the case may be, then do us all a favor and unfollow unsubscribe and give us the true support. So if you're not in there fighting, you don't get to talk. You don't get to give me feedback. Right. Absolutely. And, and those, I, I really did have to learn, uh, like people that, people that any hater that really just, it just doesn't apply to me. I mean, it, it really has nothing to do with, with my life. It has to do with their life. Oh, and if they want to hate, they want to live the emotion of hate. I'm sorry. I feel horrible for them that you would want to feel hatred toward anybody. I mean, it's just so, um, that's so sad. <laughs> that why would, okay. Bless your heart in the Texas way. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Like, I'm sorry you want to feel hate. But as far as surrounding your people, yourself with people that are um, like maybe farther along in their careers, I love that you said that because when I was in college, I was dating someone, uh, a guy, and I heard his mom kind of getting on to him thinking he wasn't hanging out with like good people. And he, he was defensive of course of his friends, but she said, you know what, Jeff, if you want to be an Eagle, you have to fly with the Eagles. And I have never forgotten that. And I say that to, like, I say that even to my husband and to myself now, because we're both entrepreneurs and I, I, lo- I think that's so important because you really are a reflection of those that you're surrounded, of, of the people that surround you. Um, and, and I think that's real significant to surround yourself with incredible humans. Oh, I love that. I'm still in that, Jeff's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But you know what? The, the thing is, I think as women... And I struggle with this. I literally had cocktails with a girlfriend last night and we talked about this. I don't know why the heck we feel guilty about admitting that we want to soar with eagles. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yes. Why, why do we do that? Why do we, we know that it's in our heart. We know God made us this way. There's no mistake, right? We mm. know that the reason that these companies, these, these dreams become reality is because we are supposed to soar with them. That doesn't mean... And I love that you said, whether it's 10 or 10,000 or 10 million, mm-hmm. eagles fly at all heights, but they mm-hmm. freaking fly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look at I this. I mean, like, right, right now, like, uh-huh. I feel like we should be pouring some more champagne in our glass I right know. now. We deserve it. I, yeah. I, and I was at a conference once. And I was listening to a panel of women speak, and this one, this one girl, um, said something that was so profound to me, and it changed my life. She said, "I want a big life," and 
this company that this conference that was sponsoring this conference, she said, and this company provides that for me. And she was so unashamed about wanting a big life. And I thought, amen, I want a big life. Whatever that looks like for me, I want it to be so fulfilling and enriching to myself and to those around me. And that's really the point of what I do with the art of living beautifully. I create media that really uh, helps to inspire our day-to-day life, our day, the way our culture, the way that we actually live. I have a a friend one time uh, was interviewing me for her podcast and she said, Lauren, define what is the art of living beautifully? And I said, well, it's developing your personal culture. And that's the way we live our actual day-to-day, our habits, our experiences, the way we deal with pain points, the way we find peace, the products that we love. It's, it's our day-to-day because when our day-to-day is fulfilled and peaceful and enriching, then that is the platform from which we can springboard and soar as an eagle. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slate. And now back to brunch and slate. I love that about your brand. That was the, the statement, the one tagline. Honestly, you know, I'm a marketer, so that just jumped out at me. And I thought, that's that's what women are missing. It's your personal culture. Mm-hmm. You don't, whatever works for you. And I think, and I pray, because we are, we are lucky right now to be in an awakening for women again that our grandmothers got. Our mothers mm-hmm. didn't get it. They reap the mm-hmm. benefits, right, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but our grandmothers didn't get to keep that flame going through their daughters. And I think we get to look at where the ball was dropped, pick it back up, give it to our daughters and sons. Cause you're teaching them to respect it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we get to get that conversation started again. And we get to talk about the art of owning your space and being unapologetic about it. You don't have to dumb yourself down. We are unlearning those behaviors as mm-hmm. us who are, I call us ex because we're on the cusp of millennial and generation X and all that. We yeah. get to taste of both yeah. worlds, X-A-L. right? I love that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that we get to teach that to these new girls and guys and they get to run with it and mm-hmm. we get to cultivate that, that sense of, owning your own space. And the beautiful thing is, because obviously we're here to talk about the art of living beautifully. uh, The great thing about it is we get to evolve and technology for us as Xennials is we get to see both sides. We get to embrace YouTube and, and social media. And we also get to know the comfort of connection, right? Of sitting down and having these kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've taken that and and you've curated beautifully. So what started out as a blog, y'all, has morphed into a digital magazine, a print magazine that has a subscription base and now films. Yes. Yeah. So, right. So I, and and I wanted to talk to you about that specifically about when did you know that you needed more on that brand other than a blog? Because a lot of, a lot of us, I think have been blogging or, or having a space on Insta, like Insta, Insta, what I say, Insta artists, that's what I call us, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. So we were in that space. It's been out for a while since 08. Some of us are kind of weary of it and and looking for other things. When did you know that I need to add more and how did you know what those, that more was? So, okay. So I started the blog in 2014 and I did it like religiously for three years before I added the digital magazine component. But after two years, I was kind of, I I was kind of like, what now? Like nothing was really happening with the blog, which was fine. My, my purpose in doing it honestly was to give myself something to do 
besides Ninja Turtles. You know, that was my, <laughs> I needed something to do to think about. Um, I wanted to become a better writer. So having a blog gave me weekly writing goals and, and with every word you write, you become a better writer. And I also wanted it to get me to the next step in my career, whatever that was. I didn't even know. I just wanted it to be a bridge. So at the end of two years, I was like, what's what? Okay. So what now, what is the next step? And for, for me, and I know everyone is, is, you know, different about their beliefs, but I'm, I'm a big prayer. And I, I just prayed. I prayed steadfastly for 13 months. I continued to blog uh, and just waited. I waited for an answer and I, I, I got an answer. I, I felt the words come to me, digital magazine. And that was it. That was the bomb dropped on my lap. <laughs> I have a degree in fashion promotion, a minor in Italian. Like I'm not a journalist by education. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anything about a digital, a digital realm, but, um, I just did it. I, I moved forward because I felt my God tell me that. And I figured it out. And at first being an entrepreneur, uh, I was terrified at having to learn so many things because you wear a lot of hats. You know, you're the face of your brand, but you're also the toilet cleaner and you're also having to learn how to code and you're having to learn photography and Lightroom and iMovie. Like you're learning all these, these new skills. And at first that terrified me because I had so little time. I was blogging in during naps and getting up earlier than everybody else to like get a few words in. But uh, at this point, my boys were both in school then, and I, I just embraced it. I just started learning things, and I, I loved it, so I moved forward with the magazine. I did have a few people say, I don't like reading the magazine on my phone or on my computer. I want like something tangible, and that Everyone said, everyone's moving away from print. Don't go to print. It's so expensive. No one does print. But print is my brand. Like my brand, I find people digitally, but my brand is about actual real life experiences, not on the phone, not on the computer, but actual life, which takes place in the physical world, not a digital world. So I, I moved forward with looking for a, a printer and started printing the magazine. And then I thought, wow, I want to showcase like my words. I'm a, I feel like I'm a good writer, but people love to be able to see, um, you know, what, what they're hearing about. I want to be able to show culture on a, on a film realm. So like, how can I, how can I start doing films? And then, you know, I feel like I activated my reticular activating system. So all of this sudden I'm like seeing all these film companies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, what you seek is seeking you. Yes. Yeah. The law of attraction, just all of this stuff kind of came to me. And so I I, we started producing films and I love the film aspect. I think it is such a blast. And I work with um, one of the best videographers I've ever seen, just such a creative mind and, and our brands mix really well together. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it started with, with prayer, but I think we have to be careful not to hide behind our prayers and really remember to move like, I am, I am a human on this planet. I have legs and arms and a brain. Like I need to move forward and take those steps myself. Wow. Girl, girl. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all know what I'm about to say. She got quiet. 
<laughs> that is it. That is it. We all have these yearnings in and we don't understand them. And then you jumped, you did it. You didn't know what the heck you were doing. You did the research. You figured out how to print. You didn't listen to those people. You knew, who, I bet you knew who not to tell you were starting a print version. You knew exactly yeah. who would hate on it and probably try to squelch your dream, didn't you? Well, I, I don't know if I'm just um, oblivious or if I just <laughs> work I work so much. I have been fortunate not to have a lot of haters that I'm aware of. Like there are probably some that say all of the things, but I really just don't think about them anymore. And I really just try to focus on the people that my work is reaching. Like how, how, how will this benefit my readers? How will this benefit my followers instead of who's going to hate this? I love it. You know, no, I, I, I love try it. to work because here's the thing. If we think about them, if we're not careful, they will scare us out of business. You know, like they, haters, they, they can have power if we let them have power. And I've worked way too hard to allow them power does that make sense what yeah, i just, absolutely um, it makes okay sense. I, I i always i, I kind of joke i play both sides one i say you know where would where would we be without haters right because sometimes yeah. you need to yeah. prove somebody wrong and then after you've proven enough people wrong you don't even care and i say who are these haters you speak of because yeah. they are not a factor they, they do not dis disturb or or influence any decision we make and i do think i will say this um, I think we can also be our own worst enemy just out of fear. You know, that's prop my own fear has probably kept me back more than a hater has thus far. Um, which makes me mad at myself to say that I live, but, but self doubt is a real thing. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, I think we just have to decide do we feel that this is right in our bones? Mm. I think that's what's kept me going. It's like, I feel that this is right. Even if the numbers aren't adding up, even if the followers aren't all there, even if the, I haven't, you know, sold as many subscriptions as I'm, as I'm planning on it. I still feel it in my bones that this is right. And we have to be able to trust that intuition more than the lie of fear because fear is just a lie it just is no that is that is everything right i yeah. mean i think that everything you said i know i resonate with and i'm sure plenty of folks can because i am my biggest critic i i think i'm mm. harder on me i'm super critical of myself right mm. and even though do it anyway when yes. you know, when Amen. you know, Amen. Yes. And I, and I literally, there's a book that I've been listening to over and over again, certain parts of it, because there's one part that just spoke to my spirit. And there's like, there are two feelings, good or bad, period. Mm -hmm. Does it make you feel good? Or does it make you feel bad? And what you said about do it, even if the money isn't there, even if the numbers aren't there, if it makes you feel good, do it. Mm-hmm. If that means mm -hmm. you have to still work at that job until you figure it out, because let's just be honest, the world that you're living in right now, our mothers didn't have privy to. Right. What yeah. you started in 2014 didn't really exist until right around 2003 when blogs kind of first came on the scene. No one knew what the heck it was. What mm -hmm. I'm doing right now, podcasting, didn't really exist. Right. You know, there were radio stations, there were things that people could do. And I, and I love that podcasting is different. It's not a radio station. It's not a, a channel. These things didn't exist. So what that means is that you're going to have to invent something. You're going to have to navigate some uncharted territory. We are pioneers. We are what was, what was it called? Wagon trail back in the day, the little yeah. game. <laughs> yes. We are on the modern day wagon trail. And that means that there's going to be, there's not going to necessarily be a lot of people you can tap into for resources. And even their resources won't fit your formula, so to speak, because what started out as a blog for Lauren evolved into film, evolved mm -hmm. into a true passion for sharing 
staying in where you grew up, right? Like mm-hmm. you have a love for McKinney. Let's talk about your love for McKinney, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Because it's a really cool, unique city. I love that it is modern, but it's still old school. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, my parents moved here from like deep East Texas, Mount Pleasant, Mount Vernon, <laughs> near oh, Tyler area. Yes. Uh, they moved here in 1970 and have always been here. Um, I have two older siblings that are significantly older than me, uh, 13 and 11 years. So growing up, I was, I was pretty much an only child. Plus my father had to travel for work and my mom. So it was ended up being just my, my mom and I, a lot of the time it was just us and, and McKinney. <laughs> and, uh, I, like I said, I moved back here after I got married and it took, it did, it took me a while to, to fall in love with uh, McKinney again, because I had been, I had been living in Dallas and, you know, working in the fashion industry. I worked for Nordstrom and for Calvin Klein and, and I loved the, the energy of, of the city. And then I moved back to McKinney and not many 24 year old couples lived here. It was like people with children and we didn't have kids and we didn't want kids yet. We wanted to just be young and, um, you know, newlywed. So it, it took a while for me to, to tap back into, to what this is, but I'll, I'll say our square, the historic downtown square has always kind of been the heartbeat of our community. And, um, it's changed so much from when I was a child for the, for the better, but, but McKinney has done a, a fantastic job with preserving the historical integrity, um, of the structures, especially, um, but but also just the the feel, the culture downtown. Our business, our small business community is phenomenal, and I'm so proud. I'm a big, big advocate for small business, and I think small businesses are are really um, small businesses, small ideas are really world changing to, to me and, and grassroots that people can stand on are, are very enriching to, to life. And I love that our, that McKinney and our downtown square has embraced this small business and our chamber, like I'm an avid member of the McKinney chamber of commerce and you have never seen such a loyal group of business owners and, and not everyone owns a business, but uh, they work. They work for for local businesses, and it's such a loyal. It's such a loyal group because everyone gets it. We know we're all just working, trying to do our thing, trying to help others, trying to help our family, trying to better the the community. Um, and it's like, uh, it's such a good place to be when you're when you're a small business like like myself or like you is to have a community that's that uh, embraces that. And that's so unique. And I, we kind of chatted at the beginning about my experience with McKinney and I relocated back to North Texas about a little over a year ago. And I dealt with the same thing you dealt with, with going back to McKinney. Cause I never thought I'd come back home to live. I mm-hmm. come back to visit quite a bit and I love Dallas. I always have, I am not a person who hated Dallas. I always loved it. Mm-hmm. It's just the person who I thought I was, she didn't go back right? Mm-hmm. She, she mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. onward and upward. And, and when I got here, I realized exactly why I was back. It mm-hmm. felt so good, right? It felt there was some familiar territory. There were people and connections and my roots are here. Yeah. And the grounding of, of being in this place that is very metropolitan. DFW is so, you know, on, on trend and we have everything, at, but it's still that Southern place that we like and we love you know Mm -hmm. there there are things about the the morals that we can talk about our spirituality and we can talk about how it plays a role and we don't have to make apologies like people just get it right Mm -hmm. and and that's beautiful so as you're pursuing your journey and you are going onward and upward for yourself what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you oh my gosh well i i really um i really do always 
regardless the the size of my company, whether we stay as we are or if we grow a little bit or if we grow a lot, I do want to make sure that I have my reader in mind in all that I do and um, and not get you know sucked up in the trappings of what success could look like um, or get distracted by this or that. I really do always want to have my readers at the forefront of all of the content I create. Um, and I also want to make sure that I'm, I'm still running the art of living beautifully in a manner that is enriching to myself as well. Because, you know, if we are, if we are killing ourselves, what, whatever we're doing, if it's in the throes of toddlerhood or starting a business or um, writing the successes of business or, or whatever, if we're not joyful, then what is the point? You know, we, we have yeah. to be really careful uh, that we don't get into autopilot. And I think that's where I was when I started The Art of Living Beautifully. When I, I told you I crawled into bed and I said the only thing I thought about today were the boys, I was in complete autopilot. And life is just too precious to get there, to allow ourselves to get on autopilot and just coast through every day without intentionally living and making the choices that feed our souls and enrich the lives of others. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, I believe is, that's a wasted experience. It is. It's the ultimate autopilot is the ultimate thief of life and joy. And the art of living beautifully um, counteracts that. That's the point of it is to, to keep us off of autopilot and to step into our personal, develop our personal cultures and step into a life that is exquisite. I mean, I don't even think beautiful is, pays, is the right word. I want exquisite, rich, wonderful lives uh, led by the people that are touched by the art of living beautifully. So, you know, I, I, I love to hear from my readers. I love when I'm on the right, if I've, if I've touched a nerve, uh, a, I, a good nerve, I would hope, but, um, I, I guess that would be what I ask is reach out, talk to me, let me know what you want to hear. Let me know if something, there was something you loved. Let me know if I wrote something that you don't get. And that's, uh, it, 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 it touched a nerve and, and maybe not the best way, but you'd like to understand what I mean. You'd like some clarity. Um, I love, that's what I always look for, uh, from, from readers and followers is, is just to touch base. Let me know how we're doing. Well said, Lauren, you know, um, this Saturday you can brunch with anyone in the world dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would brunch with, um, Michelangelo, the sculptor Ooh. for sure. Um, I would probably also brunch with like a great, 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 great grandmother and grandfather just to see what they wanted for their legacy. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know? girl, you are on it today. Wow. Uh, I love well, that idea. Yeah. And, and typically we, I think typically when you look back at your genealogy, like, you know, maybe three generations back, you know, of them, you know, your grandparents, you know, your parents, grandparents, right. Typically as far back as what we know. But if we went way, way, way far back that I don't know, um, I think that would be really interesting to hear that you know, hear what life was like for my family then and what they, what they would want for what they had wanted for us. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we, yes. I love that, man. Okay. So where can people follow you? How can they support you? Okay. So my September, September, my <laughs> March magazine is the digital copy is publishing next week. 
and anyone who is a subscriber can view it for free. So if you head over to the artoflivingbeautifully.net, there is a tab at the top that says subscribe. All you have to do is put in your email address. I don't sell it or spam you. You receive two emails from me a week and you can view our entire library of magazines. Um, and I would love to, for you to, to subscribe. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the art of living beautifully. Um, and if you want a printed subscription, they are absolutely beautiful. I put my entire soul into these publications. They're 40 pages. They're not too long. They're not overwhelming like a four inch Vogue. It is, um, really light, fun, inspiring content. Um, the, my paper is really heavy and, and, uh, beautifully finished. Our font is a little bit bigger than most magazines so that it's easy to read. My photography is just really beautiful and rich. So if you like that kind of experience to flip the pages of a beautiful publication, you should definitely get a printed subscription. That's at the art of living beautifully.net. They publish quarterly. Love that. And, and Amira, know, I would love to send you one. So before we leave, I want you to send, give me your address so I can course, send you a copy. Of course, of course. And you know what? I, I think it's so cool is that we get to support the unknown, like for you, not that, not that the art of living beautifully is unknown, but I mean, for the listeners, oh, sure. it's so important that we think outside the box of everything that society tells us what we're supposed to think. So besides your people and your Martha living, I love Martha, but she doesn't need any more of our coins, right? <laughs> right? She's good. We love her recipes. Trust me, girl. I love a good dinner party, but I love more seeing somebody around me flourish and thrive and, and gain, you know, all that. So go ahead and support. She's already set your expectations. Two emails a week. Come on. You got, you got it's, more than that. And it's, and it's fun. And yeah, it's good. It's good content. It's not boring content. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell them Lauren. Tell them. So, oh my gosh. I have so enjoyed our conversation. This filled thank me up today. You. Thank, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for supporting women. I think so many more people would would recognize their own potential and their own gifts if more people just loved them. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So thank you for doing what you're doing and not only brunching and slaying, but just loving, just loving people. I think that's the biggest, most powerful game changer in the world. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, y'all. And if you love today's show as much as I love chatting with Lauren, you know what to do. Share it. And tag share us. it. Yes. Share it. Yes. Tag us so we can give you a proper thank you because we are nothing without you. And remember, no matter what, if she can, I can, we all can. This is Frankie Frank. Frank.